0: Now that we figured shit. that shit out, welcome back. We
1: just broke Instagram. <laughs> we figured out the algorithm, all right? I feel like Josh. Okay, so I was watching BFFs because I am a diehard Dave Portnoy fan. If anybody knows, that's an under. I am a, an under Pining. Exaggeration. I am fucking pining Still under Dave exaggeration. Portnoy's love. <laughs> Still under exaggeration. So I watch BFFs and Josh Richards. I honestly admire him and he's 19 years old like holy no, shit he figured genius. out the tiktok al- algorithm and got to where he is today working with dave fucking portnoy Can criticizing his best friends you know like it's insane so i feel like the josh richards of instagram right now mm. that's kind of how i feel I'm like, so, we um, yes, like we are like, yes yeah, we, we are yeah we just broke we just broke we the instagram algorithm. i mean we're still at like
0: 70 followers but we'll figure no, it out we're growing we're growing
1: but, that, but it's potential
0: man it's potential. it's
1: potential
0: it's potential everybody starts at zero that's all i gotta no, say
1: that's a ground up man lay the foundation down yeah but love it thank you for listening
0: to last week's episode we have no idea the response because it's the same night so welcome back i do genuinely hope you enjoyed it i will tell you how I feel about your response in the next episode. When you respond. When you respond. <laughs> um, but thank you for letting me share my story. But now Absolutely. we're here to berate Elizabeth because oh I felt so awkward last episode. Oh it's my her gosh. turn.
1: I hate this. No.
0: I love it, but it's like, you know, after you, like, overshare, you're
1: like, did I just overshare? No, you're excited for someone else to do it so that, like, part of the blame goes on them, too. You're like,
0: I'm not alone
1: in oversharing because you just probably feel the same way that I do after I just said all that. No, exactly. So, with that, this is the conclusion of the episode. (laughs) Oh, good, a full four minutes. (laughs) No, thank you for (laughs) attending this workshop. Um... Okay, so I guess my my yeah, what fucked you up as I said once before? (laughs) What changed you as a person? Um, I would say two things. Two things. Two things changed me as a person. The first I mentioned in our unpacking the trauma episode, which we will. This is part three, right? No, this thirty part thirty-six. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Um, So when. I first moved to Minnesota. I was in seventh grade. Wait,
0: did you move from Ohio or I moved from Chicago. Chicago. Yes. Oh my god, that's right. You have a friend in Chicago. Yes,
1: Trevor, shout out to him. That's right. Did you know David
0: Dobrik? I'm so sorry. I'll shut the fuck up. I wish (laughs) I'll shut the fuck up and leave.
1: I wish. (laughs) God. If I did, we would not be doing this podcast right now. We would be vlogging well, on David's the channel. The vlog squad. I would be Natalie if I knew David. Oh fuck! You're right. You <laughs> totally would be. <laughs> well, you are someone. I'm
0: gonna shut up. Okay, I'm gonna shut what up. Are you I'm gonna no. Nope, I can't say it because if he listens to it, I will regret my statement completely. Oh, so god. anyway. Oh
1: god, I'm nervous. Anyway. We're anyway. concluding this episode. So um, we're done. Anyway, okay, so you're from so Chicago. Moved you moved Chicago. here. I moved here when I was in seventh grade. So I don't know how old are you in seventh grade? Like T- 11? Yeah. So when I was 11, I moved here. And we had moved here on St. Patrick's Day. I remember it wholeheartedly <sighs> because it was my math teacher, Mr. Rory's birthday. My uh, favorite math teacher oh, from sixth grade. no. I literally think about him often. Um. <laughs> But we moved here on St. Patrick's Day. It was also his birthday. So I was celebrating moving into my new house. And I... Well, I was with my parents. And we lived in this house for probably, like, two or three weeks. And it was very common for my dad in his job to travel. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he would, like, travel from Monday to Thursday, come back, be with us on the weekends, and then, like, travel again kind of thing. And so when we first moved here, my dad was traveling a lot, which, like as a child you don't really think is weird but mm-hmm. as an adult i would have been like why is he gone so often we literally just moved here mm-hmm. and so probably about a month after we moved here we picked my dad up from the airport and i remember my mom was driving and i was in the back seat like she asked me to sit in the back seat and i was 11 so it wasn't like weird for me to sit in the front seat right so we picked my dad up and my dad got in the back seat and i was like hi don't know what I did. I'm sorry,
0: Amy, did you become a taxi (laughs) driver?
1: No, right. Like this was before Uber and Lyft. So I didn't know that it was like normal for people to sit in the backseat. So it's not. Right. So we (laughs) literally like pick my dad up from the airport and we drive down the like if you're familiar with the Minneapolis airport, there's like a road that goes oh for probably like a half mile. It feels like the longest drive it's of your the life and then drive. you can like pull off if you have to if necessary. Yeah. And my mom did, which I thought was really weird because I'm like, why aren't we going home? Mm-hmm. And my dad like turned and looked at me and I knew something was wrong. Like I instantly could feel in my bones that something was wrong and I was like, "What's going on?" And like mind you, I have no siblings. I have like nothing where like it's common for anybody else yeah like it I don't know when I know when it's serious and Mm -hmm. it's very serious Mm -hmm. and my dad looked at me and he was like your grandma had a stroke and I remember like immediately just dying inside like it was I'd never had any experience with like anybody getting sick Mm -hmm. I'd never had any experience with somebody like dying or anything like that Mm -hmm. so this was like oh Oh, my my gosh." gosh Yeah, and we, I think we we talked about it for maybe, like, 15 minutes, and I didn't really have a lot of questions, because I was 11, so I didn't know what was really going on, I was just like, is she okay, and she was okay, so I was like, alright, like...
0: You know Wait, what are we going to do? Dad's mom? This is my
1: dad's mom. Okay. Yeah. So it had made sense why he was gone right, so much cuz right. he was down there. Uh, okay. And I thought that but I wanted to clarify just yeah, so I wasn't like Yeah, my grandparents at this time had lived in North Carolina. So he was going down there. Sorry. No, literally. They lived in they lived in Southport, which is where <sighs> David, I plan to retire. That's my heart. Where. Um, I'm telling you, my future husband has a lot to live up to because my father is... Which is why David Portnoy is a great a opportunity. That's what I'm saying. I know him and my dad would be good friends. Best friends. he would support me and make me happy. Yes. And anyway, I'd force so. him to. But... I mean, <laughs> um, so to be okay it, like, with marrying a 45-year-old man, no, that could be also I your I father. like the daddy could be your best friend. But, so I remember my dad, like, explaining this to me, and it was just kind of like a this was going on, but obviously my grandparents lived in North Carolina, so it wasn't like we could go see them or like mm. really be there in the, the know. So it wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was happening because I wasn't directly involved. Right. And then, I that. yeah. And then we went to visit them and this was probably like, my grandma had stayed in their house for like a week or two and then she had moved into a nursing home, which was like, really felt very serious because right. as a child you hear nursing homes and you're like she's That's, gonna die yeah like, where people go to die right like literally and so we went down there and we visited her and it was uh quite frankly the most <coughs> <deadly. laughs> i have to get choking on her champagne at
0: the worst time this i'm so sorry much oh my god <coughs> okay. Anyway, your story I'm is more important dead. than me dying. I'm dead. As we're talking I'm about your been... grandmother dying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. No, I. Read don't. the room, Abigail. God
1: damn. I am <laughs> loving the energy in this room. <laughs> chaotic I, no okay organized chaos organized chaos um very much what it looks like <laughs> i don't even remember oh nursing home yeah she's in the nurse she home. moved into a nursing home so when i went to visit her like i never saw her when she was at home and she i remember going to the nursing home and literally like we walked in the room my grandmother the last time i saw her we visited north carolina we Went to the beach and we like collected seashells and I just remember these vivid memories of like walking around with her on the beach and all of these things. Myrtle Mar- Be- Beach. No. Did we meet at some point in our life?
0: <laughs> Were you swimming in the pool? <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> Did you play mermaids with me?
0: Did you play mermaids at the with Holiday beach? Inn? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Don't even say the Holiday Inn. That oh is where we gosh. stayed, or the Lindall. <gasps> Stop. The Lindahl, is that what it's called? Are you With the big L. With the right big L.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Yes.
0: <sighs>
1: hold on, guys. Wait, I think we. need to read Revelation all our family Part vacations. 2. Hold on. I need to talk to Amy and Wait, David. Wait, is this like a moment where we see a picture and like we've actually been Run together, together or dinner. in the same hotel? Shut the front door. Okay, hold on. Wait, so then you
0: know what I want to get on my arm? The shark cutout at the fucking pier? The cherry shark? No. Yes, I want to get that cut out in this picture frame. What I have is several going on pictures right of now? myself in that cutout from years. Several years. Wait. We, I went to that beach every single summer from 2001 until 2009. Every single year. I just heard myself
1: being drunk in that sentence. Are we? <laughs> <clears throat> so, more Gatorade for me. Wait, what? Yeah. We've met in a past life, mm-hmm. if not past years in this life. What the hell is going on? No, absolutely. That just blew my mind. Wow, it's crazy. No, I didn't even, like, I said North Carolina and didn't even think about the fact that we had just been talking about Maybe. North, North Carolina.
0: Because <laughs> to preface, hell? I didn't say this in the last episode, but when my parents were married, I lived in North Carolina, where I moved to after my mom passed away. Like, I lived in the same city, in the same area. My dad just Previously. moved houses. Yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. I lived in a different house when I lived there in my younger years to compared to my high school years. You left, went back, moved to Minnesota. Yes, yes. Went back, so came back to Minnesota. Yes. I've known Charlotte before, and then um, my mom loved the warm weather. We just moved up here because of Mayo Clinic.
1: Which... Just like if, so, we were there. Every why did we have got. the one? In I don't mean to hijack before. your episode. No, I would love some clarity because we just had like a revelation. Oh, no, we did. That was huge. Why did we have revelations
0: in what both episodes? Just
1: happened. To that was mind blowing. We need
0: to talk to Amy and David for sure. No, get them on the line. Mm-hmm. Should we phone, phone a friend? Phone <laughs> a friend in the episode. No, I feel My like they'd be like, like you're you loving. What are you doing on the Um, podcast? Oh my god, David! I want to talk to him right now. Right now, I want to speak to this man. Oh my gosh, he's probably asleep. It's eight (laughs) p.m. No, literally, he's probably asleep. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame him. I could fall asleep right now too. So goes to bed so early because his brain like just starts functioning. It. My dad used to fall asleep on the leather couch like at seven p.m. and my stepmom would make fun of him for it, and I thought it was so funny. But now I am that man. No, I get it. I'm like, I can't keep my eyes. The man used to wake up like internal alarm clock at 4 a.m. Like, I would never hear an alarm clock, ever, from that room, ever. I used to ask him, I'm like, how do you wake up? And he's like, I just wake up. No, that's my dad. And I'm like, un, just naturally, naturally, you just rise, and you're like, 4 a.m., time to go. It's like when you would like up and just stiff and they're like... Like, I would be getting on the bus with my eyes still fucking having eye boogers and he would be Bro. driving down the road coming back from the gym from his hour workout. That and I'd be like, is what?
1: disgusting. I will never be that person. I
0: would throw up. <laughs> I would throw up physically to do that at 45. I love being in my bed At 45, to get I would up. rather
1: die doing that at 4 a.m. <laughs> No,
0: I'd rather die than doing that at
1: 23. No, I don't foresee myself doing that in my past, future or present life. No.
0: I see why but people like, do the fucking I, magic energy drinks.
1: Right? Like
0: I I'd rather do that. I'll work out, but I won't do it at 5 a.m. I stretched today. That felt great. Do some yoga? Yeah. Well, with my fucking arm, I was like, I gotta figure something out. No, genuinely, genuinely. But anyway, let's go back to you on the beach, vividly memorizing the seashells with your grandmother. Yes, I was. Mm -hmm.
1: Nancy, God bless her. Love that woman. I was, yeah, so like my last time, the last time I'd seen my grandmother... Prior to learning this, mm-hmm. was we had gone down to visit them in North Carolina. Like we were on the beach and we were just vibing. That's what we well, always that's a did. Great memory to have no, too. it was a, it was like the picture perfect what we always did memory. And then, like upon walking into the room after oh, visiting and, the her nursing and seeing room. this, yeah, like she literally could not talk. She was paralyzed on the entire right side of her body, mm-hmm. which is very common for people that suffer from right, strokes. Right, like one side, right. wherever the Usually stroke it's happened. Your dominant side, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, right? Like, you lose all capability of what no, you're able to like, do. Like, you can't write. Sorry, sorry. You're just going to have to oh. sit. Like, it was literally, it was so devastating to see a person that, you know, you were so used to... Like, that's your grandmother. That's like somebody that you. Like, doing stuff for you always. You. All, yes, always. Like, she was literally just laying in a bed. She couldn't... She could move the left side of her body, so she was, like, very active in that sense. Um, and she could... Um, she couldn't talk, but like she could make sounds. Yes. So you could say stuff. And I know what she, you. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, like she could. You would know that she's acknowledging the fact that she understands. She would try and respond, that but nothing woman, would come out. No, that woman was as sharp as a tack until the day she died. Yeah. like she, my grandfather would say something, and she would sit there and ba 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 ba. Like you knew she was telling him the right side of the story. It she was, was like, shut the am- fuck it up. It was amaz- Don. No, literally Lou. Lou. Lou, shout out to Lou. Lou, and like you knew it. She was oh my gosh, she was involved more involved than ever. But unfortunately, you like couldn't really you know understand. Like I it love was the heartbreaking. Name Lou. I'm sorry.
0: That no, just Lou. He,
1: and I will tell you, but that is heartbreaking. I have no. It was it was very sad for so. somebody who was so passionate about like showing and giving love mm-hmm. to not be able to do that. And so that was like my first experience ever with. Something that really devastated me as a person to see somebody that I love go through that. And my like first, honestly, my first ever real take and thought about love was my grandparents because my grandfather spent my grandma was in the nursing home for nine years in like in that state. After that, nine years, yeah, she was alive for nine years after that. That I hate to say this, maybe this is me being morbid, but like I would. That would be a living hell. No, literally. Like, she made the best of it. Every time somebody came to visit, she was bawling. I mean, she was so happy. Like, she truly made the best of those nine years. She's just like, thank you for coming to see me. Literally, literally. amazing. Right. And, like, now thinking about it, I mean, she passed probably four years ago, I would Mm -hmm. say, four or five. Um... And it, she passed on her birthday, which is, quite frankly, the craziest thing in the world. That's actually um, shocking. Right, Like, right. what are the odds? Just with my grandfather, like, just, just how she would want it to be. Like, it was insane. Mm. Um, but she she did that for nine years. I mean, that was, like, how... That was just how she was. Like, she... That's insane. Every, all my cousins visited her. All, like, we visited her, and my grandparents had actually moved closer to one of my uncles and his family okay. so that they could be around, which was super great because awesome. my grandpa was involved in everything. And it kind of took the pressure off of feeling alone in this like very vulnerable yeah, moment. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but that was like my first take on love because for nine years, my grandfather like literally spent, I'm not kidding you, every single moment with her. Like, from the moment uh, it happened until the day she died, he was by her side that's every single amazing. second. We, I remember my dad got he bought my grandpa an iPad for Christmas. Uh-huh. And my grandfather is so technologically savvy; he was so, so jazzed. He's like, yes, he would, no, literally, and we would FaceTime like we would FaceTime him and my grandma, and oh. it was like it was and it was nice because obviously everybody has an iphone so like my right. cousins and my uncles and my aunts like everybody benefited from that yeah. so it was really really cool to be able to so do even that people in different states can like see right. her so it's not like and wow. none of us live close so like my family is so scattered we are on the east coast the like midwest we're down south like we are not close yeah in proximity no at all, so not it's, at all we rely on technology to keep in touch and so it was really cool. so useful And, yeah, and so, um, during that nine years, my, this kind of ties in because my parents had actually gotten in the motorcycle accident while my grandma was still alive. Oh, my God. So, my grandparents, like, my, okay, so, (laughs) that happened in 2009. And then in 2012. Your grandma's stroke happened in 2009? Yeah. So, my. That's when my brother died. What in the absolute fuck?
0: What month did she have a stroke?
1: It was on leap year. Like it February?
0: was like February 29th. My brother died on February 2nd. Shut up! To say that louder, my brother died on February 2nd. I realized they whispered that because I was in shock.
1: And My grandma had a stroke on February 29th. Okay. We, could always, we would always be like, it's not real because it was on mm-hmm. leap
0: year. Wow. Okay okay so that's another revelation to move past <laughs> what is happening I don't know that's fucking weird so um, <laughs> so yeah it, it happened it, in 2009
1: um, and then your and dad's your mom and dad's car yes motorcycle accident I yeah. can't fucking talk so that happened it's all the same ish <laughs> it's all the same ish that happened in 2012, so my grandmother was alive and like living in her nursing home so that's situation. That's three years after her situation. Right, while this had happened. So, into my parents' motorcycle accident, I talked about it in the um, previous episode, mm-hmm. but to lay it all out, I was at a pool party with my dearest friends during my high school time, and... We were all celebrating. I realized I didn't call my mother, and I thought she was going to be mad at me. Lo and behold, she called me and left me a voicemail, and I had 28,000 panic attacks on the walk from the pool to the driveway because I was like, my mom is going to read me for filth.
0: Lo kill and you. behold,
1: No, kill me. Lo and behold, they had um, their own deal going on and they had my mom had stay. told me no literally my mom had told me that they were in a situation literally they were at HCMC and i should get there whenever i could like i'm dead ass that was her response just
0: whenever you can stop no, on by right, swing through <laughs> my mother See if was you can make like
1: it. It's a pool party. Right. She, I feel like she was trying to make it as chill as possible. Like, don't feel like it's urgent. Don't freak out. Thing. Right. Don't rush from your hangout. Like, the longer I took to get there, the more time she had to, like, scramble and figure things out. No. Heal so, herself in the meantime. Right. Get so to I, your father's <laughs> room. No, and cover everything up. Your
0: father's fine. No, he's awake. What's going he's
1: awake. He's Why just sleeping here? right now. Why are you here, Elizabeth? I didn't call you Elizabeth. <laughs> I'll but see like, you at home. I'll see you at home. So nonchalant. So nonchalant. She's like, oh, Hello Elizabeth. Uh, we're at H C M C We have we have something going on. Um get here whenever you can. And I'm like, All right, cool. And I hang up the phone and I start having a mental breakdown because the only two people on this earth that I know how to function living with are my parents. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? And so I remember I walked back and I remember like literally – it was like a movie where somebody walks into a room and everybody looks at you and instantly knows something is wrong. Yes. And everybody just, like, looked at me and was like, what is going on? And I looked. I don't think I told, honestly, anybody. I th- I don't know if this is facts, but I remember pulling my friend... Hannah aside isn't it weird that your brain makes and, up parts of a memory right I'm like I don't know it if, fills in blanks that right. you don't remember like I could have gone in there and like passed out and not done any of this no, no literally idea.
0: that's why I stopped myself in my in the, when I was talking about my story
1: because like I didn't know if it was a real memory or not right I'm like am I like making this, am this up I, right I don't want to like I don't want you know, someone to be like, this is actually how it happened. And I'm like, well, I'm just lying. I'm saying it from how I remember. Everything. I'm saying it how my fucked up brains remember. Right. So anyway, like, continue. I remember, you your friend. Yeah, I remember pulling my friend Hannah aside and explaining the situation. And she was somebody who was very attentive to emotional situations. Mm-hmm. So she was like the, I will, we are not close, like, At all, I will forever be like indebted to her for doing this and so genuinely supporting me in this situation. Like I genuinely, I mean, that's a huge moment to be there. Would not have been able to do it without her. Like she. Got me in my car. I drove a Hummer, and she drove, at this time, a Nissan Altima, and I remember she was pissed at me. The I remember, I'm so Hummer. sorry, Hannah, to this day, she was pissed at me because she had to drive the Hummer. She's She no. was, like, into Minneapolis. Mm, we were absolutely driving- Absolutely not. Bro. How fucking- Bro. We were driving- what? I'm not kidding you. I think I told her to speed the whole way there, and we were going down the wrong way on one ways. We were 16 driving in Minneapolis. Like I think it I'll was thrown up. Trying no, to do that. no, She's we got a into trooper. the first parking She's a garage. Fucking trooper. And she is, God bless her soul. She is not someone to. Um... Oh my god! Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. She is not someone to like volunteer herself for a situation that she knows is going to be overly stressful. So like my heart goes out to her, will forever be indebted to her. She can ask me to do anything and I'll get down on my knees and do it. Same. And she, when like at the time, like she had gone through emotional situations. So we were there for each other during these times. She gets it. So she got in my car, drove me to the hospital. We get there by God's grace and we pull into the parking garage. We walk into the hospital and I never had been in a hospital until this time and I was there for probably like four months and I will never go back into a hospital like you could offer me a job at a hospital that pays a great amount of money I could never fucking do it like I have so much anxiety walking into a hospital because I walked into a hospital and I literally had no idea that the most traumatic thing was just about to happen to me like I walked in there thinking I was gonna Pick my mom and dad up. We were gonna get in my car and go home. Like that was nope. It was a doctor's visit. It was a doctor's visit. Not like, your what's dad going is on? asleep for no month and a half. Dead ass. So like, I literally walk into the hospital and I go up to the little looks like a bank teller and she's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Hey, Queen." Who's the um, like bank I'm teller? Here. It did. I remember. No, like, it does. Dead You're ass. Right. I had to go You're in there, right. and I'm like, I'm 16, right? So I literally How do I just ask got for my parents. I just got my driver's license. So she's like. You look like, a she's like what do you want? No, literally, she's like name and I'm like Elizabeth Patente and she like looks in the computer, no one here by that name, and I'm like, Oh, that's my name. Um <laughs> I'm looking for uh David Patente. So she like clicks the keyboard and she goes, They're not here and I'm like, Okay. Uh Amy, my mom. And she like clicks it and she's just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and like at this point in time, my mom on the phone made it sound like my dad was top priority. So I thought my mom was going to be waiting for me, like, at the door, ready to hug me and tell me what was going on. So me and my friend Hannah were sitting there, and they had to take our picture to print out, like, a thing to put on us as a visitor. We go back into the fucking ER. This shit is not Grey's Anatomy. This shit is not Grey's Anatomy. Like, you walk back there, and there are curtains that there are what feels like an infinite space of curtains of people who are just desperately needing attention like it was
0: terrifying
1: mortifying it was mortifying and what made matters worse was like this woman just like let us back there so you had to like click a button and you walk back there. There was nobody to guide me. Like, nobody was like, hey, here's Amy. Here's whoever. Like, literally, we walked she back there. She just fucking put you back there, there and didn't nurse, say Amy's no, right here. There are nurses, like, walking. Are there are nurses doing shit. Are you kidding me? They are, like, opening curtains, closing curtains. And I literally, like, what I remember... Fucking, what? Deadass. And, like, I, I understand, like, people have to do their jobs. And I mean no, no discredit. No, that is her job. That I mean is her job. I mean no... I'm just saying. I mean saying, no discredit to, job. like, doctors or nurses All because right. I've never been one, but... This no, the secretary again. the secretary woman Fuck did not bitch. help me and I remember vividly seeing like a nurse and I just instantly was like Amy Patente and she took me back to the room that my mom was in and she
0: opens I'm the sure curtain we gotta quiet down a little bit <laughs> too low oh really yeah our son is moving a lot he said oh. Probably did get a little loud. That's okay. Sorry.
1: Sorry everyone.
0: We'll just get closer.
1: We um so she like opens up the curtain and it's like literally my mom sitting in this emergency room like chair. This woman, mind you, my parents had been driving and they were on their motorcycle. I knew this before. Um, But they were on their motorcycle, and they were looking at new houses because my parents were planning on moving to a new place. And so they were looking at different houses, and they got into a motorcycle accident in Delano, Minnesota. And this comes back full circle. Just wait for it. So we... I find this out from my mom. I find this out from my mom. I get in there, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? She is in a tank top. She's got ripped-ass jeans. Her entire um, her entire arm was just riddled with road rash. Like, she had just oh. been scraped across the concrete. Ouch. This nurse is picking rocks out of her as another nurse is, like, checking her ankle, checking her hips... She like oh. literally has no feeling in her entire right leg, like just the nerves okay. are completely damaged okay. she like if you saw the I remember this is like way after, but we saw we ended up picking up my mom's helmet from the accident, and if Road? you saw it, no, like they oh. had taken it in I was like with the because the motorcycle was totaled, oh. so we saw they I gave my it. mom her helmet, and there i. Like, looking at my mom's helmet, I have no idea how the hell my dad's alive. Like, literally no really? idea. It, the helmet, you can't even see the paint. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. My dad bad. has my brother's helmet
0: Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's gnarly bad. when it's, you look at disgusting. it. It's disgusting.
1: Like, it is... When you see somebody who's been in an accident like that, it makes you almost want to be like, why the fuck do you ride motorcycles? Or, like, yeah. crotch rockets or anything where you're not yeah. in a car. yeah. It's terrifying. But, yeah, because, like, you get a full circle where you're like, holy shit, I've seen the downside of doing that. But, like, most
0: of them are, like, not the motorcycle driver's fault. Like, I don't know. No,
1: never. Because it it wasn't your dad's fault, I'm assuming. No, they, yeah, they had been driving and... Somebody hit them, right? Well, they were driving um, on, like, a road that... When you turned a corner, it was, like, straight for a little bit, and there was a winery mm. that you could turn off at, and this car in front of them was driving, and they missed, in like, where you would initially Ugh. stop to go into the winery, so my dad was not prepared to slow down. Oh, no. And not he, like, road. I obviously found this out when I talked to my mom. Right. Um, and she said that she remembers, like, they were driving. She saw the car stop, and she knew based on where they were and where the car was that there was no way that they could like comfortably stop and my dad like turned to my mom and said I have to put the bike down and pushed her off into the grass so she like he pushed her off of the road and she rolled into the grass and my dad like laid down with the bike and like fully took it down yeah which like I think I'm gonna kiss your dad next time I I see him I'm telling you I'm telling you it's it's, I am going to give him the biggest hug my whenever mom, I can. And my mom remembers. Oh, my God. My dad has no idea. My mom remembers oh, it. Like, I don't think he would. She, right now, he was, he <laughs> he, was injured after that. He's got a that. few brain cells missing. He, well, <laughs> I'm not saying Even you're before dumb, that. I'm just saying. Even before that. And then you had the accident. <laughs> you're just a man on top of it. I'm so sorry. But no, like, when you act, like, to think that, I mean, that happened probably in, what, five seconds? Like, to think that you have the ability to make oh that my decision God. And to like know my, in that millisecond and something else that's kind of fucked up my mom's gonna be mad that I said this that day centri- that they no she won't <laughs> <laughs> that day that they went they were leaving our house and my mom was like aren't you gonna wear your helmet and my dad was like mm. no and my mom looked at him dead in the eyes and said at least Elizabeth will have one living parent literally that day literally that day and my mom like she's always like I I I don't know if it happens for a reason no literally like my mom faults herself for that probably until the day that she dies because she like tried to instill in him to wear his helmet and like anytime I rode the you know bike I always had a helmet on I I had had, flames on my helmet I was a Bitch. So
0: I will say this, I think it is the most stupid, most fucking idiotic bullshit, motherfucking, dumbass, fucking stupid idea that not every state makes it a law to have a helmet on. <clears throat> Wear a helmet. Wear, wear a, fucking a fucking helmet. Yeah,
1: it Period. will literally save your life. Like, I'm not It is a miracle that David is alive right like, now. And he wasn't even wearing a fucking helmet. Like, exactly. I there. I cannot express to you enough. Don't ever get on a motorcycle without and a helmet. if you're gonna do it, please wear a goddamn helmet. Because, At least a helmet. Like and fucking closed toed shoes and that's the thing is it's not you it's not ever not saying that you know nine times out of ten it is the other driver's fault it is that person that can't see you it is that person that stops abruptly and doesn't think about the fact that there's somebody on a motorcycle literally and when you have like so much space around you you're not like a car where you can just like tap the car in front of you and be like oh sorry like no that's your fucking body that's it's your, your body that's tapping the car and your body's gonna take the brunt of that situation think
0: about the force that you get when you stop at 45 miles an hour abruptly in a car dude i think try about, doing that on a bike literally i think about rollerblading my ass mm, can't rollerblade no. my ass
1: cannot rollerblade so i feel a psa so to fucking
0: pay attention while you're driving and also wear a fucking helmet if you're riding a motorcycle
1: and that's my ted talk t but I'll let you
0: this <laughs> so your mom so, told you what so happened. my
1: mom tells me yeah, she's like this is this is the story and my mom did not well no i won't i won't i won't say that my mom did not know what was going on she was in oh, that so room out of it. right she was in that room she had not seen my dad since they got in the ambulance so she had That's not
0: when so they sad. got there so
1: scared yep yeah, when they got there they immediately separated my parents my mom went into the emergency room because her injuries were less severe and they had no idea what happened with my dad yeah he immediately they immediately set him up for uh brain surgery (sighs) like they thought he was like you know had internal bleeding and obviously as anybody does does. (laughs) with a traumatic brain injury or head injury you're gonna get cat scans all that kind of stuff so i was with my mom for probably 20 minutes it wasn't very long and the nurse um my mom kind of like pushed me to go see my dad i think because she didn't want me to see what was going on with her. So she was kind of like, you know, go, she didn't, go see your dad. Didn't realize how bad she her dad no was. She had no idea. She had no idea. And... So the nurse had said, oh, your dad is down, I don't know, wherever. It literally looked like the basement, like where they keep the The organs. It was no dead ass, the morgue. Like it was... Terrifying. It was lower level. They were like, go to the bottom and you'll find a a person that will tell you where he is. I'm not kidding you. Like that's literally what they said. So I... Go discover his body, bitch. Like what? Thanks to scare a 16-year-old. Dead ass. Go ask a nurse downstairs. I'm like, oh, great. I am... (laughs) Mind you, my best friend, Hannah at the time... Was there with me throughout this entire right? experience. So she's like, just, what the fuck? We're like arm in arm, Jack and Jane in this shit. Jack and, and Jane.
0: We fell down to hell. Go,
1: literally. No, we were like Thelma and Louise, but we were crying. Like, I remember we were both just crying. Sad Thelma and Louise. We get downstairs and I, <laughs> like, bless me. walk, bless you. I walk into, I like walk downstairs and it literally, looked like this long hallway just with doors like there was nobody there was nobody standing there and so we like walk over there and I remember somebody had just walked out of the room and I was like I'm looking for Dave Patente and this nurse is like come on in and when I tell you if I could go back in time and punch this nurse in the face I would because I walked into this room and my father is chained to the bed, like, has his, both of his wrists, like, handcuffed to the bed, both of his ankles handcuffed to the bed. He is, his eyes are as wide as I've ever seen them, and he is screaming, screaming. If you know my father in a normal state, he is the most anal, easily agitated, organized, most... I'm going to do it my way and fuck your highway bullshit he is dedicated this man was not okay like he was he was screaming and to make matters worse I remember as soon as I walked in there like when I walked in I could hear him screaming and he was screaming Peter which is his brother's name his youngest brother and he obviously had no idea what was going on but I walked in and I started talking because I initially didn't see him. When I walked into the room, it was kind of like there were nurses in there. And then, you know, you walk in and you, like, right. get that moment of, like, right. light. Right. And I started talking and I was like, Dad. And then he started screaming my name. And he was like, Elizabeth, help me. Like, it, I instantly fell to the ground. I was bawling. The nurse had to literally pick me up and carry me into the hallway. Like, it was the most dehumanizing situation I have ever been in first of all
0: why the fuck would that nurse let you in no, there
1: in that state no it if you had just come out and known what he was doing oh my gosh it was like are you fucking kidding me it was heartbreaking it I will net that's why like in the last episode I said I would never wish upon my worst enemy like and Are I would you, never, ever, ever want someone fuck to see you, <laughs>
0: Fuck you, HCMC.
1: Fuck you. They did a good job, but that nurse, I the mean, nurse I don't know. The nurse at HCMC, she, fuck maybe you. Maybe she wasn't having a good day or she didn't know to read the situation well, no. but it, it, was, it was traumatic. Not I mean, read the
0: situation quickly? <laughs> you would never bring a, any visitor in there when that's
1: happening, let alone read the, the man's daughter. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was... It was it was so no. traumatic, and I remember she like brought me out into the hallway, and what my friend fuck? Hannah was just chilling there. You know, like oh, she didn't go in she, the room Well, with you. she did. Like she initially, I walked in, and as soon as he started screaming for my uncle, she left. She like went back in the hallway because she was like, I think she knew that it was not going to go well. And so She was like, this is not my place. Um, <laughs> let, let me know. just
0: beep beep beep. Up, I pepper. go out
1: in the hallway, and I'm like. I'm full-blown in hysterics. Like I'm just unwell. I'm not okay. Here comes my mother in <laughs> in, in hospital, in hospital scrubs. No, she's in hospital scrubs. They gave. She still has them to this day. Stop she's in hospital this. scrubs. She's still wearing her. I'm Harley a fucking Davis. nurse now. <laughs>
0: no, I'm
1: taking she over. She did not look like a nurse. She looked like she had just broken out of the hospital no she was wearing her harley much. davidson boots from the motorcycle which like if you are familiar with motorcycle boots those clunky ass those weigh 40 pounds They're she so had a broken heavy. foot and she's just like walking down she has her Doesn't jacket draping like not on just draping over her arms what a she badass. looked she I looked love like this she woman. was going through something yeah, i mean she i was. remember like laughing when i saw her because i'm just like that's my mom that's my girl and so <laughs> what's she, up amy <laughs> yeah i remember she walked up to me and i was like you you don't want to go in there like you really don't want to go in there so yeah. she didn't and we went up to like the this fact room th- i no just it up was that yet. it i sometimes i wonder if that happened for a reason oh absolutely but it was i mean it was it a was bad reason, crazy. But for sure it was crazy but um so the nurses were kind of like <laughs> you know we got to kind of figure out what's going on with him. Like he's got a lot of um, brain bleeding, and when somebody has a lot of brain bleeding, it affects different parts of their brain, so they're not themselves. Like I mean, obviously, that's why people bitch. go into Psychotic freaking... episodes like that. No, that's why they go into brain injuries speaking English and come out speaking Chinese like mm-hmm. dead ass it mm-hmm. just totally affects your brain in a totally different way mm-hmm. and so they had no idea what was going on they literally were like you we know that the injury is severe enough that we have to do surgery so we were like okay we're essentially waiting for them to book an OR to take him into surgery and so we had gone and stayed in like a waiting room and my mom was uh very hungry we had not eaten so she asked me if I would go and get food And I did. I was like, I would love to get you something to eat. Like, you've been through it. I left for five minutes, and she was calling me. Like, where are you? You need to get back here. Like, are you okay? Like, just full-blown hysteria. I mean, it was like we were, from that moment on, we did not ever separate. Like, it was, we had to be together. Otherwise, if we weren't together, odds are one of us was in the hospital. Like, it was just, we had to be together we had to go get food together. I literally walked out of the hospital, walked over to, like, a subway, and she was calling me. And I was like, honey. I'm,
0: I'm coming. Honey. It takes
1: time. And so we stayed in the waiting room. We didn't make any phone calls because we were like, what you the to hell is going on? We need to figure it out first. Yeah. And I remember it was probably, like, an hour or two later. At this time, my friend had left. Her dad came to pick her up. Um, she had gone home, and it was just me and my mom. We were We were chilling. And we were sitting in the waiting room, the nurse came in and said that my dad did not have to have surgery that night. And we were like, okay, and After so he that, was right. He was moved up to an ICU, put oh, in okay. a medically induced coma. Shit. And that was that. And we were like, okay, like it was best for anybody with a brain injury. The literal best thing for them is, rest. is yes. Like you Just will sleep. never know how that injury will recover unless you give it time, which is like unfortunate, but is the best way to heal it. And so Sometimes I remember going isn't the right way. Right. We visited him as soon as he got into the ICU and I mean it was like he had all these tubes in him and was just sitting there like it was nothing. It's more of like a body rather than like a right. person. Like had all those machines. It's really and weird things. to see
0: somebody like that.
1: Especially somebody that you're like used to fucking driving you to school. Like what like the being hell? lively
0: and being jokey right. and, and this I mean, is like I see David now, obviously, after the this, yeah. but, like, he's still so goofy and, like, lively and just funny that, like, you can't imagine him in such a, like, what is the word? Um, like, sedative. yeah, sed- sed- Sedative state. Literally. Like, you really, I can't picture that, like, no. at all. Like, him laying there, I
1: don't want to. That's, no, and, like, you know in knowing him that he's not thrilled about that
0: not at all he's (laughs) inside screaming fucking
1: wake me up i have shit to do no and i'll tell you that's exactly what was going on so like they that (laughs) night they showed us a brain scan and he was centimeters away from being a vegetable like i'm not kidding you we literally have the scans to this day and it is like you can't put your the side of your pinky finger down there that is how close he was to being a vegetable like this was one of the most severe brain injuries that they had seen. Like, it was... And he's just fine. Oh, my gosh. So he is in a medically induced coma for a month and a half, maybe. Um, This happened on June 10th, and, like, his birthday was 12 days later. Thought he was going to wake up. He didn't. Father's Day's like, shortly before or after his birthday. Didn't wake up. And in the meantime, we were, like, calling people, letting them know... How the fuck do you tell, like, your husband's parents that you we've been in a motorcycle accident, Dave's, and in, in the ICU, there's literally nothing we can do? He's just chilling there, we'll right. let you know what's happening. Like, it was, I mean, you my don't. mom, I vividly remember sitting in the waiting room, we had a list of people that we were calling, because Ugh. we had to, like, make our, you know, dues and tell everyone what was going on. And um, we called my dad's best friend, and they've been best friends since born since birth man I mean they were known always they've always been besties he still comes to visit us it's great <laughs> and he was that's when I realized how bad it was was the sound of his voice he was like I'm getting on a plane and my mm-hmm. mom's like no like don't because being here is you can't do anything here that you couldn't do for him there like your prayers and your thoughts are all you can do I mean, it was devastating to, like, yeah. have to tell all of these people, like, right. hey, this is what's going on. By the way, there's literally nothing we can do. Like, we're all just sitting here waiting like just like you. Like, there's actually nothing. Right. Like, meanwhile, my, my grandparents, like I had mentioned, my, mo- my mom, my grandma had a stroke. Mm-hmm. She had no idea my parents ever got in a motorcycle accident. My grandfather never told her. My dad never To be real, she probably her. would have not... She was better comprehended off Comprehended it. Exactly. And we couldn't get her full perspective, which was what my dad didn't want. He's like, I don't no. want her to go off and for us not to be able to understand how she feels. Right. Because that's not genuine.
0: She doesn't... Especially since your dad is so normal
1: after right. this. Like,
0: right. it could have just... It she, was never just long, it was she never knew. It was a long knew. time that he just didn't notice
1: it. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Except for... <laughs> One, This is like in the midst of it, but one time we had gone to go visit my grandmother, and I have a tattoo on my wrist of the date of the motorcycle accident. Oh, my God. Okay, so my dad's sitting on one side of me, or on one side of my grandma. I'm sitting on the other side. My grandma notices that there is a scar on the back of my dad's head from the motorcycle accident. Then she looks at me, looks down at my wrist, and I have the date of the tattoo, or the date tattooed of the motorcycle accident. And I... Don't want to say that the woman knew what the fuck was going on, but I want to believe it at some level she knew that something had happened. Like, she was very, very... She was
0: like, there's something you guys aren't telling me, no, and I know it's significant because Elizabeth has a tattoo
1: and Amy's fucking not no. a fan of tattoos. <laughs> no, I remember she, like, pointed and I'm like, Nancy, let's just keep this between us, queen. Let's roll it over. <laughs> Shh, Nancy. So, literally, so... um. That was just, like, I don't know, it's whole thing that's just insane. crazy. My grandma well, never knew about it. Well, obviously she knows now. But, right. <laughs> I, mean, I speak to her about it all the time. <laughs> David, but your she... secret's <laughs> She, um, so, yeah, so my dad was in a coma for a month and a half, and we made all these phone calls, and they woke him up every single day. Like, they would try to wake him up every single oh, day. because it
0: was medically induced, that's right.
1: Right, so, like, the only way for them to know if he was getting better was for them to try to wake him up. Right. This man, hmm. I could've I could have wrote this story for all the doctors. Literally they would wake him up and they would do the least amount to wake him up and he would rip everything out. I mean, I'm not kidding you, the amount of times I, I saw sh- my father's nose bleed from ripping those tubes out was <clears throat> disgusting. Wrist. But he did it, ripped his throat tube out, ripped everything out. Oh, like, yeah, he was intubated. Like, he was full-blown intubated, took it out. Do you he know how like, many times people do that? I mean, it doesn't do anything bad. Like, it just no. raws your throat. And the doctors are like, oh my God, it. he's so agitated. And I'm like, no, this is literally his personality.
0: He's just, you're like, controlling him, and that's not okay.
1: And, yeah, and, like, the doctors would come in every single day while they would, like, let him out of the sedation a little bit. They would do these little tests where they would be, like, he would still be asleep, and he would still be chilling there with his eyes closed but they would be like, wiggle your toes, or, like, can you move your thing? So, like, to see if he could hear. Right. And the doctors would do this, and my dad literally would do nothing. Like, uh, he would just sit there. I'm not joking you. My mom and I went in there, and this was, like, they'd come in, and they'd done it really, really quick. Like, it was half-assed, because I think they knew he, just that he was dying. Right. They just knew that it was going to be a failed experience. So, right after which they left. Which is sad, because they're not getting their full attempt. Right. Which, but like, what if that time wasn't... It. Well, just wait for it. Like so it. the doctors left, and I was frustrated as hell. I was like, "These doctors, these nurses. I don't know what school they went to. They have no idea what's going on." Like oh, I bro, thought it. We could have 16, a whole episode about this. Fuck these I doctors it, and nurses. Because when you approach something with empathy, it's different. When yep. you don't approach it with knowledge and you approach it with full blown heart and empathy, totally fucking different. Yep. So I went, and I was pissed. I remember I was sitting there and looking at my mom, and I'm like, "We are. I hate this doing place. I want the else. out yeah. of here." And I went up to my dad and I started doing exactly what the doctors were doing. And I was like, "Can you squeeze my hand?" He squeezed my hand. Mm-hmm. I asked him to wiggle his toes. He wiggled his toes. And my mom was sitting there, and she was like, "She saw it," and she's like, "This isn't real, <laughs> like, maybe. <like, laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh my god." So they probably for like another week. I mean, he just wouldn't wake up. He was agitated, and it was just not going well. Oh, well, when you're not and very then, nice, no, I don't want to wake up to you either, that's bitches. What I'm saying. And so I had. Like, genuinely, um, I think at this point, I was kind of like, you know, nothing's going to get better. Like, I had really started to lose hope, and I was always positive in the situation. Yeah. I was always like, Mom, things are cool. Things are chill. And she was always, like, devastated, obviously, because well, she knew. She's the, an adult, and she's, she's realizing the as bigger as, picture rather than just husband. seeing the now. Like, mind you, my, Oh, my God, I would break down. Right. Like, I come from a, a three-person home. My dad is the financial stability of our family like my mom raised me and my dad had a job so mm-hmm. like if something happens to my dad we would have to change the way that things the function. dynamic would be hugely right different. yeah and so um my mom was always worried about that and I obviously didn't have to worry about it because I don't have to pay a mortgage I'm just a kid yeah. I just get to live where I'm free in everyone's head and mm-hmm. so I um had kind of started to lose hope and then my dad woke up by himself they brought they him out. Okay. They brought him out. And he was chilling. Oh. And he was cool. Things were kinda of okay. He was like, you know, not relaxed. as agitated yeah. this time. Right. All right. He's, man had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Literally no idea. So they moved him to a brain injury specific unit at Bethesda. And this was like huge, because we're like, this is progress. Like it's, this that is, is great. Huge He's progress. out of the ICU. He was On this um unit, which was brain injury specific, everybody was like, or no, this was not brain injury specific, it was um breathing specific. So this was to try to help my dad be able to breathe on his own because he had a trach. And so they were like, the main thing is obviously his brain is healing a little bit, but we want to make sure that he can breathe on his own. And so he went into this place. That's huge, yeah. And he yeah, and like my dad had not spoken, my dad had not talked or anything. And my grandparents, my mom and my mom's mom and dad had come up to help us. And we literally walked into the room. My mom and grandpa and grandma were already in there. And I remember I walked in and my dad like sat up and turned and looked at me. And he was like, hey, bubby, which is what he always called me like as a kid. And when I tell you, I instantly fell down much like I had in the other circumstance, but for a different reason. That was the moment that I knew that like shit was cool. We were gonna be great, and this man took us on a wild journey once he woke up. Oh my god, he literally was there for two days, and then he moved. And then he moved down to this unit that was scary, dude. It was the brain injury, or what? Yes, it was people who had severe, severe brain injuries. Like these were rubber rooms. These were people who were so aggressively agitated due to their brain injury that like they it's were scary what, what your brain to can people. do. Yes, like it I remember this man like I went to go visit my dad and it was very obvious my dad did not belong with these group of people. Right. Given on uh, given injury. I mean if you can look at you and say and his hey Bubby, after like a week of yeah. being awake okay he's like, fine. <laughs> this other guy was somebody who He needed had, sleep that was it. <laughs> no, literally this other guy that was in there his brain injury had caused him to not be able to understand the gravity of his actions towards women so a lot of the nurses and stuff had experienced like some sort of like unwanted sexual behavior because of him and like Literally, when we walked in, that was the first thing that we were debriefed on. And I'm, like, 16, and I have had no experience with that. So I was, like, it was the- it like was what the a quiz. sexual assault. <laughs> right. And, like, he literally, like, as soon as we walked in there, he came right up to me. Like, it was, like, they had- How is that okay? Right. And they were just, like, you know, this is how you deflect, and, like, he'll, he'll move on, but this is what- these are the motions, these are the cues- and I mean, that was the moment where I kind of realized how bad it could have been. Like that—that's insane. Like your dad could have had that and injury, and not, he could have acted like that instead. Right. And I—I I don't know that I had never met this man. That man could have been the most genuine, beautiful, That's, authentic person right? prior to I mean, his injury. He like hit how, his head wrong and now he fucking treats women like shit. How devastating and he has no control over that. But he has an excuse unlike the rest of you dirtbags. No, literally. Mm, thank you. For so anyway, that. so <laughs> he, my dad was there for 2 days. No. <laughs> but he'll tell you he was there for 6 months. I'm not kidding you, but he was there for probably like 3 or 4 days. And he was there for six he months. He moved. No, 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 he will. He'll tell you. He's like, lovey, I was there for a year. I'm like, David. I was there for a year. This whole experience year. happened, and I'm not kidding you, two and, and, and a half months. And I now know where your overdramaticness comes from. No. This experience happened in two and a half months, which makes it crazy. So my dad had moved um, out of there and into this unit that was brain injury specific, but these people were way more independent. Okay. But my dad was not thrilled like he was more cognitively aware he was like i am leaving okay you guys i'm leaving like it was honestly like it got to the point where my mom and I were volunteering other people to go visit my dad because all he wanted to do was break out. Like, that's my grandpa. Was, I'm not gonna
0: lie. Anytime you see me, he's like, All right, I'm getting out tomorrow, 6 a.m. Really? I'll see you in the car outside. Oh my gosh. Don't tell anyone I'm walking out. And I'm like, Shut the fuck up. You're connected to a wire. No, no, you're not. Like,
1: people, you need to sign. You need to be with a supervised adult. No, literally, you have to have somebody to help you. <laughs> Shut up. But, like, genuinely, and I remember just like. Like him, there was one time my mom and I walked in and he specifically asked my mom to leave the room and like told me, he's like, go get the car started. Don't talk to your mother. <laughs> like
0: he was ready to leave my mom high and
1: dry to get out of there. He was like, it was fuck that bitch. I'm incredible. leaving. Oh my gosh. So my dad got... I don't got, actually mean that. But he went, no, that, that was his vibe though. That like was his he, vibe. My that mom will tell vibe. you the exact same thing. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm willing to leave this woman. That's fucking amazing. And so my dad, the first day that he got there, he met with the neurologist and like physical therapy all these people and the neurologist sat my dad down and told my dad that he would never be the same person he will never return to work he will never be able to do the things that he used to do like literally just read this man for filth and Uh, my dad looked at the doctor and said fuck you like i'm not i'm not sugarcoating it he looked at him and said fuck you you have no idea who i am so my dad started physical therapy the next day my mouth is
0: wide open on the floor
1: he started physical therapy the next day and i showed up there to support him and this man had to pick out um situations in a kitchen that were cautious so this was like drawers that were Uh, open knives left this man failed like he full this man has succeeded in everything in life he he was pissed it was embarrassing how bad it was it was he missed everything like he had to Put all of these things on, like, a list or whatever. Failed miserably. I'm not kidding you. This man, man. no, it was quite frankly, my mom and "Ah, I were like, oh, my God. He had to put all of these, you know that game where you have to, like, put the shapes in there in a certain amount of time before it, like, pops up? Yeah. That's literally a game that they play and this man Nuh-uh. he could not put the shapes in there. Like a triangle was a square and you could not tell him any different. So this We so obviously needed some help. This man was stripped of his masculinity. Like he went back and he was not okay. That's a hard thing to swallow. Right. Like he is. To feel not, like your brain is still fine, but it's used, obviously not. Right. He's not used to being defeated. Like this man lives and breathes success. So yeah. he was devastated. And then He had another conversation with the doctors that once again told him that he was never going to be the same. Like, my dad had worked himself up in his career. He was doing well, and he was told, like, BT-dubs, you're never going to be able to do that again. My dad was like, cool. So he goes to this physical therapy session. My mom and I show up to support him once again. This man passes with flying colors. And this is, like, two or three days later after the previous one, right? So he passes with flying colors. He finds mistakes that they didn't even know were there. He passes all of his tests with flying colors. This man's on the treadmill. He is dancing. Like, he is full-blown dancing on the treadmill. My mother's in the corner. No, it was a different man. My mother was in the corner. She was pissed. She was like, David, stop it. You have a brain injury and you're dancing on the damn treadmill. Like, it was incredible. It was incredible. (laughs) Okay, that picture, I can see. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. (laughs) So, that was my last memory in that, like, situation. So, I am, this is July 9th. So, the accident happened on June 10th. So this is July 9th. So it's less than a month, it's bro. It's less than a month. So, yeah. Holy shit. So I, during this time, was nannying for my neighbors across the street. Okay. And I, like, when this the accident first happened, I wasn't doing it. But then as he had gotten better, I, like, started feeling more comfortable not going to visit right. him. Knowing he right. was doing so well. And having this job. Right. And so my... They were very close with my family. Good family friends. Shout out to the Andersons. Morgan, if you're listening, I love you. She... Literally, we were downstairs watching a movie, and her little brother went upstairs. The doorbell rang. And, like, we didn't plan on having anybody come over. So we're, I was like, okay, like, maybe one of their neighborhood friends came over. So he runs upstairs, and I, like, just – he ran up there, and I was kind of like, I should probably not let, like, a seven-year-old answer the door. No, right. And so I hear him open the door, and he goes, hey, Dave. And I'm like, how many other Daves do we know? And dead ass, there's my father, like, standing in the door. And he's, like, him hey, and my mom are standing there. And I'm not kidding you. My first thought was, I cannot believe my father convinced my mother to break him out of the hospital. I was, like, oh, my God, no. she broke. Genuinely. <laughs> and That's so, my first thought as you were saying that. Right. I'm, like, I can't believe she caved. So he was home. Like, he literally was out of the hospital. He was home. July 9th of 2012 was my parents, like. 20th wedding anniversary or something like he literally came home on the day of my parents wedding anniversary which is nuts
0: i mean happy
1: anniversary like think about how many like when that was our thing like That's we sat there saying important holidays we were like his birthday he's gonna get better like father's day he's gonna get better like he came home the on their wedding anniversary which is kind of cool because like i have the date tattooed and we always celebrate like it's weird. We celebrate the motorcycle accident day as, like, our every day is a gift. And then when yeah. we celebrate my parents' wedding anniversary, it's, like, the day my dad came home. Yeah. Which it's, is kind of so cool. crazy. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. I mean, and, like, genuinely, ever since then, he goes to see a neurologist and just, like, chills. And He's the craziest motherfucker i no, ever No, he has epilepsy. Like, he definitely has things from the accident. Like, he was... Um, in Vegas with his friends, they do this little boy's trip because they're still boys, young little men boys. Yeah, yeah. And he had a full-blown panic attack and seizure out there, which Aww. resulted in him never going on the trip like that again. So, like, he learned... As he got out, that obviously his, his life, yes, like his he does not drink as much as he used to anymore. Like he literally, oh, that totally alters no. your brain. And me and him are stuff. we are a duo because we both drink like two beers and we are three sheets to the wind. Like we are I not okay, feel that. But he does have his limitations. Like he definitely, um, he's so emotional. He's so emotional. Like after the I motorcycle bet, accident, bro. that Father's Day, the Fault in Our Stars came out, the movie. And I took him to see it, and this man—monster—that <laughs> ripped me apart. <laughs> this man, his entire T-shirt was sobbing wet. Nope. Like I he think cried. I puddled the floor when Dude, I watched that movie. Seriously, like he cried. Reading the, the day. book no.
0: alone was terrible. That Looking movie, for Alaska, I bawled oh, for a week after reading that
1: book. book. Oh, my God. But, like, his emotional Herglesque wherewithal. Or ask Alice, I would rip-balled after that oh, one, too. That's a good one. But sorry, yeah. His emotional wherewithal is so different. Like, the day that he dropped me, him and my mom dropped me off for college, like, he was bawling. Like, he was, like,
0: <laughs> no, like that couldn't man, breathe. And that my mom man was like, let's go. home. loves you so much. <laughs> She's like, let's go home. Fuck
1: my daughter. Finally, I'm not no, taking care of her anymore. Right. So, like, my dad, I mean, after coming out of it, like, he is so emotionally like just unraveled. <laughs> I love it though. But it I it was it's kinda cool because he's he such a teddy bear like for that, you. Yes. Like he genuinely has I mean, there's there's I remember when he went to go see his first neurology appointment, actually, in Mayo in Rochester. That's where he was going. And this guy's name was Dr. Brown, and he was... I hope he's doing well. I haven't seen him in forever, but he was a character. Oh, my God. He literally reminded me of Steve Harvey, like, in a doctor form. I love
0: that man. He was
1: so just, like, comedically safe. I love that. And we went down for, like, his appointment, and my dad went down, and he, like, came back and his neurologist had nicknamed him nine day dave which was how long he was in that like um rehabilitation center where he did that and he told my dad he's like i have no idea like i have no idea how you survived there is no medical like you're a medical miracle like you are genuinely a medical miracle the fact that you can live and breathe and walk and talk the exact same you could the exact same way that you could before. Absolutely. Most people... You know how many... After my parents' motorcycle accident, I became aware of three or four other people that were either my age or a little bit older than me that had been in motorcycle accidents, and they are all bedridden Mm -hmm. vegetables. Mm -hmm. Can't walk, can't talk, can't make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm.
0: Like My dad was 50. It's not common to come out of a motorcycle
1: accident with
0: such severe injuries and be fine. Because they so, are, if they're severe, they're
1: severe. Right. And the brain is like, it doesn't heal like a broken arm. No. Like, there's no casting the brain. It is the most intricate the brain. muscle yeah. there is. And so, um, mm-hmm. I had mentioned this motorcycle accident happened in Delano. So, uh, two years after, my parents actually bought oh a, built a house that is less than a mile away from the motorcycle accident. And... Something really cool that if you guys don't believe in like spiritual shit, this is just gonna change your mind. So, my this is dad, just gonna change when my mind. we moved into our brand new house, our house was broken into and they stole like our garage door openers or something because that's all that was in the house. And so my dad... Oh, so before you guys even moved in. Before we moved in. Like... What the fuck is the plan? They think it was the movers because they knew that, that they were in there and that uh, kind of thing. Or like the people that And they're like, it. if we
0: take these, then we can break in and steal their stuff right, later. I feel right, that. Okay. Right. And like my dad was Swy like... Sly little
1: fucks. Thank God he's so anal because he's like, everything's being delivered the day that I walk into the house and I'm living there. <laughs> like he was organized. Smart so man. our house, it was broken into. And so my dad That's... had to call the police. And so this sheriff comes out there, and he's, like, my dad's explaining the situation, and somehow they get to talking, and all of a sudden my dad, just like, brings up how they were in a motorcycle accident that was, like, near the house. Oh, my God. This sheriff deadass looks at him, and he's like, wait, out on, I, I don't know if it's County Road 93 or whatever, and my dad's like, yeah, and this guy pulls up his sleeve, and he has a full-blown burn mark from holding my dad down on the concrete because my dad being the agitated sob that he is was screaming trying to get up like calling oh, for my mom so like he this hit the
0: ground he was already
1: fucked up oh yeah like he was on the ground and mind you this this day was you one would of the think hottest that he, like, days in knocked minnesota down. no he you know what po- i mean he was my mom said the only word he knew was fuck <laughs> like, that was the only word. And that's when me and, and David get along. No, and, like, prior to this, never heard the man say that. Like, that's it insane. was just funny. And so this officer was, like, pulled out, like, had a scar from holding my dad that's down.
0: That's wild. And
1: like, my dad was, like, oh, my God, like, wow. And the officer looked at my dad and was, like, we as... You know, police officers, nurses, all that kind of stuff. You never really get to see the outcome. You know, you're always there for the initial call and you get like... I bet you he thought he was fucking dead. No, he literally looked at my dad and he's like, I cannot believe you are still alive.
0: And he saw him like fresh. He was the first responder on the scene. Like he saw him like in the the worst of the
1: worst. Like he hadn't been cleaned up yet. There was asphalt everywhere. They got there like six or seven minutes after it happened. That is... Insane. So So yeah, I, I like, don't want to see the comes, image that's in that guy's brain. No, but like it comes full circle. And my yeah, dad... That's insane that that happened, right. that he's the same cop. And he told my dad, he's like, my wife and I, like we talk, like that's a case where you like talk about it, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like where that happened to you and you're like, oh my God. I like, wonder what the person who was driving that car thinks about. Well, so my parents initially, obviously in... Any given situation like that, they ought want you to pursue like a lawsuit because I mean is, he could have died, right? Was almost dead. Nine times out of ten, you don't win lawsuits in motorcycle right. accidents like that because it's a risky it's not drive. Like, right? It's not like they, you know, t boned you or anything like right. that. So my parents weren't necessary. I my parents were. So thankful to be alive. My dad did not ever really consider doing anything like Honestly, that. Say at that point, I wouldn't either. Um, like yeah. I got my life. I don't right. need a thousand dollars. Right. But the people live in Delano, so like I mean, it's all flow circle. Like it's all it's crazy. It's That's crazy. Insane. It's crazy. They were an, they were an older couple. They were in their seventies or eighties. So it was like yeah, it wasn't like some so reckless. It's not like teenagers. they were like
0: being stupid. Don't know how to right. drive. They just were right. old and literally probably don't know how to drive anymore.
1: Right. Right. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, they stopped and everything. Like, it wasn't like a a hit and run
0: or anything. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were as respectful. I just as mean, you like, what, how would they like live? Like, how do you live your day to day life? Like, my coworker just got hit by a car in River Hills Mall parking lot. Oh my gosh! And they drove off. They didn't even get out and see if she was okay. Okay, that's Mankato for you. No, <laughs> but like that's what I mean. But like, you could have exp- don't have the, ex- the decency. emotional
1: capacity to be like, oh my like gosh. You could
0: have killed somebody, and you just
1: right. Like, what if that was somebody walking their child or something? You know.
0: But yeah, I don't know, man. Crazy life, crazy. It's crazy insane life. that that all comes so full circle. Like no. the people that caused the accident live in Delano. The cop lives in Delano, or
1: it came to your I house. See. Like right. that's insane. To that's me. why I think everything like it, it happens for a reason. And you may not know exactly that reason, but like, literally,
0: I went through all of that shit in the last episode to be here today to hopefully help someone that listened to that episode, and you for the same. Like, and all of our shit that is connected,
1: apparently, which is really freaking me out. We got to figure that out. I like to think, like, I remember when I first got my the motorcycle accident date tattooed on me. Yeah, I was eighteen. And none of my friends had tattoos. So everybody was like, oh my gosh, you had a tattoo? What was it? And everybody told me I was so fucked up forgetting my parents motorcycle accident how is date. that fucked up because they're like why would you want to remember that why would you want to do that like I don't get that because that's and the day I, my parents stayed alive no that's the thing is I'm always I like, could have
0: lost them that day what the fuck do you mean why would I do that right that like, actually makes I, me so angry People I mean like so I, under- I understand I understand unempathetic
1: right like I understand it because it's kind of like if you haven't been through it's more traumatic situation sure. that you've positively like you found some positivity and it's very easy to be like i I don't want to remember that like i really don't want to remember the first time i got broken up with but like i choose to look at it as a growing experience and not a a negative yeah even though at the time i would have buried my middle school ex-boyfriend alive (laughs) i i actually never dated anyone in middle school i didn't either but like i don't know i just think like it's if you take moments, even moments that are so traumatic, like that you feel you will never, ever be able to get out of in that yeah. instant, there is always, there's always something, there's always a lesson there, there's always growth, even if it's just like for you, you know, yeah. like even if you don't see it and you don't, like I feel like not normally you see other people doing things and you want to help them, but sometimes situations happen so they like to help you. Kind of thing absolutely which I think I mean I don't think I would I would be a very different person if that had not happened to me and I don't yeah. think I would like that person to be mm-hmm. honest with you like no, I wouldn't same. want to be the girl that didn't go through that like the
0: path that I was going down like while my mom was still alive if I if she stayed alive and I continued to go down that path because I love my mom but she was totally a pushover she was totally the person that like I could do whatever i wanted
1: not in a sense well, where she i could was have going through something at the time exactly like...
0: like she didn't have like full capabilities of watching me 24 7 or having the mindset to like track my cell phone like my father did or like r- have me put my cell she phone had in a other room to priorities read. like her life exactly like, being a single mom is hard. My dad was remarried well, she, had somebody else to help. But that's not what I'm talking about. to make
1: about. the best of the, what you guys had. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I want to give you the best The Best life. of the
0: time that I can while I'm with you. I don't want to fucking make it miserable and you hate me when I die. And I don't. Really? But I do realize that she was a pushover and I totally took advantage of that. So, like, if I would have continued and she would have lived until, like, I graduated 18, I probably would have been such a fucking... Whole bag and like a completely different person, which is nuts, and not married to my husband. Like, I probably totally wouldn't have married Dylan, yeah. Which, like, I would not have a child right now. Almost, actually, I can't promise that. I probably would have a whole bag <gasps> and probably have a child, earlier. maybe, but
1: we don't know with whom.
0: No, exactly. At least I, I'm happy with my outcome now. No, I'm thrilled. I'm yeah. thrilled and I'm Which just is why watching. I'm like, things happen for you to like even grow negative, from. Like, yep. I was obviously so depressed before that happened, and I think she needed to go for me to grow even more. And I think absolutely your parents had, needed
1: to go through that
0: first. Bro, you I took to in,
1: I was. Just realized some stuff. No, my parents, I think before the motorcycle accident, I looked at my parents and I love them with my whole heart, but like the way that I was thinking was that they were expendable. Yeah. You know, like, my parents It'd are... always oh, be there. Right. Like, never, even they're never if, going away. Even if I fucked up so bad and it was so bad, my parents would be there. Or, you know, even if everything was so good, my parents would be there. And then I had a moment where nothing was really going on. Like, life was stagnant and everything got fucked up. And I was like, my parents... I will never look at my parents at being expendable again. Mm-hmm. Like, any single moment that I have with my mom or my dad... Or my grandparents, like, we, not, we always talk about the motorcycle accident. Like, that's always something that gets brought up in conversation. And it's, like, I, I don't think I would look at my parents and have the respect that I have for my parents today had I not had to look at them in a new light.
0: Well, it's such a rare moment that you get to see your parents struggling. Vulnerable. And vulnerable in that light because they don't, I mean, I mean, I do it now with Warren. He's only seven months old. I pretend like everything's fine even if I'm having a bad day. Absolutely. It's just what you do. You don't want your child to see you upset. Mm-hmm. So you put on a front and deal with it in closed doors. But things like this happen where you're illness or you're injured and you can't cover up what's actually happening. You need happening. help. You and can't I can't cover parents, up how yeah. bad you
1: are. And I think my parents yeah. needed that was also to realize, like, I'm not just going through the motions. Like, I... I have a like I can help them kind of thing like I feel like my parents were always like let me let me help you let me do this for you let me do all these things for you and then in that moment it was like my parents like my mom was lost my mom was oh my god I can only imagine how she felt she was and she was like raising me and like taking care of a house with a broken arm and like Trying How to be positive about her husband. So, like, oh my god,
0: me complaining about
1: my fucking arm <laughs> being
0: cold and your mom had a broken no, arm, taking care of my mom has a robot house. cast. I
1: could give it to you. <laughs> a robot cast? No, literally. But she's um, nice. No, she had to go through a whole surgery and shit like sure. that. But she is well today. And she was actually thankful for it because the surgeon that did her I mean, arm She surgery makes some mean
0: dinners, so I'm not no, surprised.
1: That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I do really think, like, I don't know, you just, you. I don't know, man. Things happen for you, not to you, as we were saying no, before literally. Like, if I or was... That, both episodes. Right. I think before the accident, had I not become this person that I am or was after it, I would have totally taken that mindset of, like, pity me, I'm the girl that's parents almost died and, like, yeah. all of this shit. And, you know, I never was the same since then because my parents almost died, you yeah. know?
0: Like, that, I, I'm I'm this way because of this. I'm a victim. I'm doing this because of this. Mm-hmm. And, if you th- and if you have that mindset, it's so bad, like... Dude, we should do an episode on victim mentality. I uh, next one we'll talk about true, it after this. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I can talk but about true, it for like, days. because yeah. it, it it's something that I totally had to like realize and grow out of. Because I think, you know what? I'll save this because we'll we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah. In the next But that, this, that was
0: beautiful. Like, but things don't happen to you, they happen, happen for you. you. And even, that's just bringing back another statement from a previous episode. But right. And, like, does. even
1: these things that we have been through that have been, like, it's They both traumatic. Sucked. Oh, my gosh. I would
0: never want anybody to see their mother in the way that I've seen my fa- mother, and I don't want anybody to see the way they you saw your father in that way at all. Right. Like, even my worst enemy, I would never wish that on somebody
1: right. in either scenario. Right. Like, I just, it's it changes the way that you perceive people and just ev- just everything it makes you think yeah. so much deeper and it's crazy if you choose to you have if you to choose to. and it's
0: crazy to think like i mean everybody has these stories to them Everybody right. has something that has happened to them or, or is currently happening to them that is changing their life or has changed their some life in a way don't that they even react know it. that way. And yes, yeah, some people don't even some know people it. don't even realize that or they have anxiety or depression. Like I mean, or choose to not acknowledge it. And right. I mean, I know that there's a depression disorder where you can acknowledge that you have depression, but ignore that you have depression in a sense. Does that make sense? Like gaslighting yourself. <laughs> yeah in a sense it's like, like you you're completely, dissociating but you still. dissociate from your depression and you continue life but you're still so fucking sad that you're not like happy does that make sense
1: yeah, I think I have it. I have it.
0: That's why I'm talking about <laughs> I'm it. I have it. I read myself. Okay, for we're going to
1: do some research.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. But thank you guys for listening to our. Um, Six drama. and a half hour long. Both of them. They really go co- cohesively together because we recorded them back to back. Um, yeah, it's now 9 <sighs> 12. <sighs> but. I mean, I felt like it was a good conversation. We learned a lot about each other. We did. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Share your stories. Tell us. You don't have to be so detailed. But But feel free to, because obviously uh, we are. We were open books, for sure. I don't know. I hope that this helps somebody out there, and... um, I look forward to talking about victim mentality next. I look forward to talking about me talking to my brother when I was little.
1: <gasps> Wait, we have to unpack
0: that. We have to unpack oh my that. God, we we have, have to do a whole that. spiritual episode as well. Yes. We have great ideas. We have great things a lot coming lot to come. There we didn't We're even manic- talk, abundance. Not even that. We didn't even talk about the abundance that's literally in our laps currently, but we don't oh. need to. That's just just keep your eyes peeled guys. Mm-hmm. We have so many things that are exciting coming in, coming. In. <laughs> <laughs> um this episode is this this episode is so long and we just are so grateful for you guys um we love you guys so much wow thank you for sharing your story i really enjoyed listening to that and i I honestly think i will go up to david and give him a hug as soon as i see him same I miss him. I might drive to see him right now. Can I come with you? No, literally. Okay, deal. Well, guys, go pizza. have a great... I think we're posting this the following Monday after um, my story, so... Have a great week. Have a great next week. And keep your eyes peeled because big things are coming. Big things are coming. We can't wait to see you guys next week. And stay a little bit codependent. Always. Mm-hmm. Love you guys.